we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny. Executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how Black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change, while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! And outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Wake your ass up. The Breakfast Club is on. Wake up. The Breakfast Club. Envy and Charlemagne, the voice of the culture. You think I'm going to come here when this See, so y'all are different. Y'all are the culture. It's different. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all know what y'all talking about. This is probably becoming the most prominent form for hip hop. Being here next to all of you guys, it's really big. Put it in, pers- put it in perspective. The, the Breakfast Club, bitches. Wake up! Good morning, USA! Yo, 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 Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Monday! You just got your Dallas Cowboy t-shirt on, huh? Well, I always with my Dallas Cowboys. I ain't uh, never seen paraphernalia. It. I ain't seen in a long time. Red, what's the last time you seen them? Because you don't be trying to pay no attention. You don't want to see. Mm. Okay, Mm-mm-mm. you don't want to see when I'm in here with Dallas Cowboy jackets and hoodies and t-shirts on. You don't want to see. You turn a blind eye, as maybe. you should. Maybe, maybe, you know? maybe. That that might be true. Well, I mean, I just, you know, just another day at the office. Mm. That's all. Okay, three and one. How y'all feeling out there? 
Okay, I feel blessed, black, and highly favored. Absolutely. Another day to serve. What's happening? Yeah, let me uh, salute to Alabama A&M University, HBCU out in Alabama. I was over there uh, this weekend. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm back on my HBCU tour where I uh, like to visit HBCUs. And we actually uh, interview the students, alumni. We try to talk to the president, the band, uh, the football team, just, just to try to inspire and teach kids what it is going to different HBCUs. This weekend was Alabama A&M. And you get to, to understand and hear the different stories. So for, for those that don't know, Alabama A&M was started by a slave. Uh, the brothers uh, was actually sold on that campus, uh, and when he was released, he went back and bought the land and created the institution Alabama a and So that was pretty dope. So I, I got to just learn the history of the school and, and, and talk to all the students. So I had an amazing time. So again, salute to all the students out there at uh, Alabama A&M. They had their homecoming where they played Tuskegee. So I just want to say salute to all of them. Shout out to HBCU Go, who, who broadcasted. Uh, the game So I had a great time And then I flew out to Dallas Well salute to everybody uh, I want to salute to everybody In the beautiful city Of Newark, New Jersey That's mm-hmm. why I spent My uh, Saturday morning Because the Honorable Roz J. Baraka He had his 7th uh, annual Mayor's Men's Breakfast meeting And uh, mm-hmm. I was the guest speaker So salute to all The good brothers Of Newark man That's a great event Where you can have yes. Black men come together mm-hmm. And uh, just break bread Professionally And personally And pour into each other Professionally And personally I was there uh, Talking about uh, my life's work, which mm-hmm. is mental health. So, yeah, that's right. everybody in Newark, New Jersey. All right, well, let's get the show cracking. Teslin Figaro will be joining us. We got front page news up next. Got a lot to discuss today, so don't go anywhere. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning, morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Good morning, Tiz. Good morning, DJ Envy. Good morning, Charlemagne and Breakfast Club family. Peace, Ted. Let's start off some quick sports now. Canelo Alvarez uh, dominated uh, Charlo over the weekend. Did you see the fight, Charlemagne? Of course I watched the fight. What did you think? Oh, uh, the fight pretty much went the way I thought it was going to go. I thought it would have been like an eighth, ninth round stoppage from Canelo, but um, Canelo wasn't really landing landing clean shots. Mm-hmm. You know, even though he dominated the fight, he wasn't really landing uh, clean shots, but yeah, he, he definitely, that definitely was a one-sided fight. Yeah, and I don't think uh, Bud is gonna want to fight Charlo now, right? Then he put out a statement. It was like I'm past uh, trying to fight him. Yeah, he said. He said the way he said after watching the basically the way Charlo just folded up to Canelo, he's not interested. Mm. That's what he said. Now, quick sports: the Jaguars beat the Falcons 23-7. Rams beat the Colts 29-23. The Ravens beat the Browns 28-3. The Vikings beat the Panthers 21-13. The Titans beat the Bengals. Buccaneers beat the Saints. The Bills beat the Dolphins 48-20. Broncos beat the Bears. The Eagles beat the Commanders 34-31. The Texans beat the Steelers. Chargers beat the Raiders. 49ers beat the Cardinals. The Cowboys beat the Patriots. Say that again. And Taylor Swift beat the Jets (laughs) 23-20. Say that again. The Dallas Cowboys did what? I said, you heard what I said. I saw somebody yesterday call it Swifty Night Football, and y'all got to stop. Like y'all I'm really, really you, gotta stop. You don't want to give her credit. They said this, the the uh, ticket sales went up sixty percent because of Taylor Swift. The Kansas City Chiefs are two time Super Bowl champions. <laughs> they they would have sold out anyway. They're the defending Super Bowl champions <laughs> now. Like cut it out. They would have sold out anyway. <laughs> like, but congratulations <laughs> to Taylor Swift for beating the Jets. Now let's get into the government <laughs> shutdown. Yes, uh, Congress has figured out a temporary fix, uh, also known as kicking the can down the road. Uh, Let's go to CBS for the report, and then I have some additional information I want to give you on the other side. For more than a million government workers preparing to be furloughed and members of the military who thought they'd be going without a paycheck. The bill is passed. News of a temporary agreement on funding the government came as a surprise. It was tough, but we got it through. An 11th hour Hail Mary. 
by House Speaker Kevin McCarthy proposed a stopgap bill that will keep the government open for another 45 days. But it does not include any new funding for Ukraine. So, again, uh, this is a temporary fix. One of the uh, debates that they were having is should more money go to Ukraine or not? Of course, of course, of course, Democrats disagree with you. They're saying uh, they that will be something they will be putting back on the floor and having that debate. Now, this will allow the government to stay open until November 17th. Uh, it does include natural disaster aid, uh, but not additional funding for Ukraine or border security. Florida Republican Representative Matt Gates said he plans on voting to remove Speaker McCarthy for making a deal with Democrats. Take a listen. Overnight, I learned that Kevin McCarthy had a secret deal with Democrats on Ukraine. So as he was baiting Republicans to vote for a continuing resolution without Ukraine money, saying that we were going to jam the Senate on Ukraine, he then turns around and makes a secret deal. How much more money does Ukraine need? Lord I mean, they're mercy. at war right now, so they, I mean, they're playing for missiles, well, ammunition. They've already got 113 and billion or something like that. I guess war is expensive, but I mean, you look at everything that's going on in the U.S., the prices of food is, is sky high. The prices of gas is getting sky high. Interest rates, if you want to purchase a home or purchase a car, are sky high. I mean, all that money could be better used here than, than, than funding somebody else's war. Well, President Biden said they want to uh, keep their commitment with Ukraine. And, uh, you know, we're going to see what that debate looks like. But, you know, Matt Gates uh, told McCarthy in the very beginning when he took uh, the speaker role that if he did anything, basically, uh, that, he, that they did not agree with, that they will be voting to remove him from that leadership position. Uh, they say that it, it won't happen. He does not have the votes. It would take all of the Democrats uh, to join, you know, in that effort. And, and I'm, it's going to be interesting to see if, if Democrats get involved in Republicans' business. And so far, they said they will not. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see. So, again, uh, the government shutdown has not uh, been resolved. And we are still, you know, folks are still wondering if they're going to be working, you know, through Christmas, through Thanksgiving and Christmas. And that's a damn shame. Uh, clearly, they are. Mm-hmm. If they're going to be right back here by November 17th. They're going mm-hmm. to be right back here having the same argument, same debate. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, that is front page news. Tez, we'll see you in a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open again. 800-585-1051. Tell us how your weekend was, what you did, and all that good stuff. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Keep calling. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yeah, this is Kev. Hey, what's I up, wanted Kev? to uh, help you guys out understand about uh, pushing back against Russian aggression. If okay. the Ukrainians are willing to fight and engage and they have the capability and the resources to push back against Russian aggression, then if your problem is equal to money, you really don't have a problem. But if you uh, U.S. forces have to go in now and push Russians back, then it becomes wildly expensive. And then that's 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 kind of like the start of World War Three if America get involved, right? So as long as the Ukrainians are ready, willing, able, and capable of pushing back, they no matter how much it costs, you know, we should pony up the money because things can get wildly out of hand and. You're, you're a brilliant guy. I'm, I don't know why you didn't come up with that first. And um, uh, Envy, yes, sir. Good, good luck with the car show. Oh, thank you so much. That's it. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. By the way, I don't disagree All with right. uh, I don't disagree with the Ukraine uh, having to fight back against Russia. I'm just saying, how much does it cost? 
Like how much more, Like when you see a country Like America Give 113 billion dollars To a country But we haven't even solved Our simple that, basic that's my problems point. Here in America That's my point That some of that money Could fix It just makes you wonder Like well damn but, I mean, That's you look, all You look at homeless You look at the homelessness You look at the migrants here Where they're taking money From other programs And, and things that we use And need to You know to, 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 to help the migrants You look at school education You look at the veterans You look at so many things That's wrong here just to throw, just to give one hundred and thirteen billion dollars to another nation, just it, it's it's a lot to me. Hello, who's this? Yo, this Stan. What up, bro? Get it off your chest. Yeah, I want to get it off my chest. I'm DJ Envy, man. Stop hating on Charlotte, man of God, man. I'm dark skin brother, man. We were dark skin brothers in. You just mad? You ain't dark skin. Charlotte, man, keep signing on the man. You already know, King. I don't hate on him. He hates yeah, you me. do, man. You always hate on him. They hate us because they ain't us. They wish they was oh, well my done. Goodness. They wish God would have put kept him in kept him in the oven a little bit longer. Oh my goodness! He wish he was dark skin. I know, I know the game. He wish he was dark skin. I know. Okay. I, I don't. I, I love me. I love who I am here. But thank you, brother. You have a good one. Hey, you too. You be hating on me. I'll be hating on you. Hello, who's this? Hey, um, as a matter of fact, I'm gonna stay anonymous. Um, but I just want to say that um, I'm not feeling pretty good right now. Um, you know, it's like everybody else, time to time, I feel like I'm kind of messing up here and there. But I just want to. Um, I, I know that. Um. I need to just focus on the things that I'm doing right or whatever and just, you know, just try to do better day by day. Um, so I do want everybody to know if you are feeling um, low, if you feel like you're messing up a lot, uh, you know, just focus on what you're doing right. Okay. Why right. sound like you're crying, bro? He said he going through a lot. Yo. Yeah. My brother. Yeah. How can we help you, sir? Is there anything that we can do to help you? I just want to get off my chest. Hey, I, well, I appreciate that, brother. And I'm definitely no, sending, I appreciate I, I'm definitely sending you healing energy, man. Hey, Eddie, put him on hold. I want to holler at him for a second. Hold on. Don't hang up, brother. Eddie, put him on hold. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent something on your mind, call us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's a new day. This is your time to get it off your chest. Wake, wake up. Whether you're mad or blessed. It's time to get up and get something. Call up now. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This Tootie from Detroit. Hey, Tootie, what up, though? Hey, yeah, so I wanted to get off my chest about this money, this government always talking about they running out of. How is that possible when all they have to do is keep making more money? Like, and then when they say they owe, who do they owe? Like, how do you owe something? Like, I'm thinking it's going to be sitting all in a room somewhere if everybody give all the money back. I don't know what you're talking about this morning, man. What are you talking about exactly? <laughs> like she said, deficit. how can we owe money when we can just they print keep money? They saying the deficit is going up and up. Like, when I was in middle school, they used to say, we all owe your kids. Oh, how we all owe something that we ain't borrowed yet? Or who are you borrowing it from? Oh, you mean like America's in debt? The U.S. owes Yes. Money? Like, who is they borrowing this money from? I have no idea. That's not my. That's not my. Uh, that's not my lane. <laughs> I don't know what you talk. I don't know. I know the U.S. So I know the U.S. Debt. government. I know the U.S. government spends more money than it generates. So that's why the national. Yes, debt, that's, that's why the national I mean. debt keeps rising. But, yes, that's what I mean. How did the national debt? So who are we supposed to pay all this money back to? Like, let's say everybody paid all the money back. Where the money gonna be at? Where's the money gonna in be at? Yeah, in the bank, in the room, or where's gonna be at? Who gives permission to like how they get? Oh yeah, and another thing, this is what I really wanted to say about the Constitution. I think the U.S. Treasury Department. Why don't you? I think the Constitution needs fifty-five new people to write it over. I agree with that. Not that 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 I agree. Yes, 
and that was back in 17 whatever time it's like it's new people and new colors of people we need 55 now how can we get a petition going on to do that now i i definitely agree with that i definitely think the constitution needs to be updated tremendously absolutely hello who's this yeah, this is Danny. Hello? Hey, what's up, Danny? Get it off your chest. Yeah, man, I'm calling because um, lately, like, my kid's mom's been bugging out for the past two years. I don't know what her problem is, but basically, like, she's trying to kick my son out for, like, the last couple of um, weeks. She's been trying to kick him out for no reason, and he lives with her. She got us going through this court case and, and order protection with fake allegations and all this stuff, and, you know, I'm just trying to raise my kids. And just trying to work, that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's out of control at this point. And I honestly really don't even know what to do. Well, you got to keep doing exactly what you said. You, you got to keep doing exactly what you said. I got a court-appointed lawyer. This dude don't answer the phone. Like, it, it just, it's just it's at this point, you know? But you got to keep your intentions really pure. You said, you said it right. You said, like, yo, I just got to keep working. Mm -hmm. And I got to do what's best for my kids. Like, that's got to be the intention. That's it. Absolutely. How old's your son? My son, I got two sons, but I got a, a 14 year old and 11 year old. Okay. And she's keeping, she keep kicking a 14 year old out every time. And all she's telling her is, I just want to spend time with my dad. Mm. So she says, Sam, oh, you, you want to spend time with your dad? So that means you're not on my side and everything. Like, it's, it's, it's real, it's real crazy with these better baby mothers now. But just like, keep I, documenting everything, brother. Like and, and, and all we can do is just wish you the best. And it, it's, and, and, and all we can say is, man, we pray for you, brother, but just keep documenting everything. Yeah, thanks thanks a lot, because I really need the prayers, man. Yeah, don't get into a back and forth. Let the courts handle it. Don't get into a back and forth. Don't do not do it. You, you let your yeah. attorneys and the courts handle that. That's everything. I'm, that's what I'm trying to do right now. Have a good one, brother. Frustrating. All right, you too. Thanks. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. When we come back, we got your rumor report. Uh, somebody was arrested for the murder of Tupac Shakur. We'll break it down and explain so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Back to the work week. Yeah. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Tupac Shakur. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty patty. I'm gossiping. This is the rumor report. I mean, I guess we on the breakfast club. This is where the tea spills, right? Yes. Right. All right. Now, over the weekend, a man was arrested and charged in the murder of Tupac Shakur. With memories fading, the murder of rapper Tupac Shakur seemed like the music industry's ultimate cold case. Until now. This is the indictment we've been waiting almost three decades for. Las Vegas police arrested Dwayne Davis, a 60-year-old former Crips gang leader. Dwayne Davis was the shot caller for this group of individuals that committed this crime. 25-year-old Shakur was a rap superstar, as prolific as he was profane. He'd sold more than 75 million records by the time he was shot on the Las Vegas Strip. His black BMW targeted by four men in a white Cadillac, including Davis, who bragged about it in a memoir years later. Damn. Hey, listen, you uh, you know, he did write a memoir. He did. Uh, and, and then you also have to give Vlad credit, too, right, for helping to solve the murder of Tupac Shakur, because Keefe D was definitely sitting down with uh, 
DJ Vlad <laughs> telling the whole story for years. Yeah, you know it's crazy over the weekend. That's probably why I didn't watch the fight because when I heard the case, I started just going down this 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 hole, a rabbit hole. Uh, yeah, rabbit hole of, of all the interviews and everything that he was and saying. Majority of Vlad. A majority of it came from Vlad right. and you know, to Vlad. People are blaming Vlad, but Vlad is he's just all he's doing is interviewing, and you can answer what you want to answer. But he he actually says, a, but what is, there's nothing to blame. Like you know, if you give somebody the yes. platform and that person decided to sit there and say all of these things, you can't uh, you can't blame the platform. Yo, what I don't understand is I think Vlad did that interview in 2019 or 2020. Four years ago. Yeah. yeah, four years ago. And he talks about him being in the car. He talks about what he's seen and Tupac, you know, reaching. He thought Tupac was reaching for something and, and the shots going off and them taking off and then some girls in the car chasing him and then they shoot out their windshield. Like, they're, he's vivid with what they're saying. It's not even like allegedly yeah. or I heard. No, he's saying he was there and that's what happened. And he wrote a memoir. And he wrote a memoir. <laughs> so I don't know what made that brother think he wouldn't get picked up for this. It was an open investigation. So yeah, so you know. he was arrested. In, he was arrested in that case, and I and I hope that you know this can help bring the family some closure, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I would think so. Yep. Now Lotto is accused of taking her money back from strippers in Magic City. Now recently, I guess uh, Lotto was doing a video and she was making it rain on some strippers, and one of the strippers were upset because she said Lotto took the money back. You come and celebrate your song release. You throw money on these girls who got to pay their bills, take care of their families, and do all of this that is nothing to you. What this girl is down here shaking her tail feather for, you wipe your wit. You get what I'm saying? But you really picked up. I lost all respect for this person because you chose to host a party here. You chose to do this. And a lot of girls pay house fees. They bought outfits. They really put money here, nails, lashes, everything. And then because you can't find your little wallet, not a purse with a bunch of bread in it, but a little card wallet, you picked up every dollar on the floor that you threw and took it with you. Now, allegedly, uh, Lotto was throwing money in and they believed that somebody stole her wallet. So she was upset that somebody stole her wallet and allegedly took all her money back because they stole her wallet. Uh, also, too, man, sounds like Lotto could have been being financially responsible. Because sometimes you remember in the moment, oh, shoot, the first is right around the corner. Yeah, shut up. Okay, trust me, I've been there. All right, nothing like being in a club and, you know, you you know how you get your back in money sometimes. Mm-hmm. You get in the club, you get your back in money, and then, you know, you start throwing your ones, and then you realize, like, I done threw all my damn back. That's the reason I'm here. So you scoop it back up a little bit. Scoop it back up a little bit. You seen me do that before? I have back seen in the you days. do it before. Yes, I did. Yes. You know, well over a decade ago when yes. I was still in them streets. Yes, I When have. I was outside. Yes, yes, you have. Mm-hmm. Now, the woman who called out uh, Lotto has been fired from her job, allegedly. So. Now, she should have been fired. She really shouldn't have been fired. Mm-hmm. She should not have been fired. Because all she's doing is expressing a legitimate complaint. If 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 uh, people did that all the time, like if, more, if people went into the script club, threw ones, and then took the money back, that would defeat the whole purpose of being a stripper. So I can understand her being upset about that. Yeah. But if somebody steals my wallet in the strip club and, and you, you feel mad? like it's one of the dancers, yeah, you, you, you feel, feel like, exactly. you feel like exactly. I want my, oh, oh where are yeah. you going to steal my wallet after right. I'm showing you love? I'm showing you love. Let me take my money back. And, and then the girl said, oh, it's a little wallet. You don't know what type of wallet it was? How much that wallet cost? Well, you would know if you stole it. Oh, you know who stole it? Like, there you go. Let's get my ones back. I got to go buy another wallet. You would know it was a little wallet if you know who stole it. And last, I'm not saying she did. I'm just saying you would kind of know. You're right. And lastly, Finesse Two Times. You know Finesse Two Times has been on social media talking about he has two girlfriends. Well, I guess congratulations. Dropped two bombs because he got two of them pregnant at the same time. Damn. 
That's all I got. That is all I got. With State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbroke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. 
Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. And that's two times. Well, I don't see the problem. What you mean? If you got two girlfriends, you know, you kind of got to do for, for, for one what you do for the other. Right. So, you know, if you buy one something, you got to go buy the other one something too. If you, you get, get one, one pregnant, pregnant, you got to go get, get the other one pregnant too. Nah. Nope. Mm-mm. Sound like he got his priorities in order to me. Shoot, seems like he's going to be spending a lot of money. And lastly, Terrell Owens. We're going to discuss this next hour, 800-585-1051. Terrell Owens was talking about why he doesn't date black women. When I started dating white girls, my first experience with white girls is when I went to college. I tried to date some black girls when I was in college. They did not like me. I was skinny. I was strong. I was teased from high school, even college. I got teased for being dark-skinned. So there was a lot of self-esteem issues. Right, right, right. So when I got my opportunity, when my, my first experience with a white girl, I'm like, okay, it wasn't bad. But that wasn't totally gravitated to, to white girls after that. Right. For Lord. me, when I grew when I grew up, I tried. I, was in, I lived in a black neighborhood. So at the end of the day, I attempted to date black girls <laughs> when I was younger. But for me, now where I am, it's not even about color. It's not even about race. Mm-hmm. For me, it's about somebody that I have some chemistry with, mm. good energy, and a, and I get a good vibe with. That's that's where I am. All it's, right. It's Monday morning, man. It's all too heavy for me on a Monday morning. Let's discuss. That's his experience, though. I can't tell that man he's wrong about his experience, but I would love to know uh, what black women think about that, and I wonder if more men have that same experience. Well, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Let's discuss and when we come back, we got front page news. Tesla and Figaro will be joining us. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Let's start off with some quick sports. Now, Canelo Alvarez dominated Charlo over the weekend. I didn't see the fight. Charlemagne, you seen it? I definitely saw the fight. Uh, it was total domination. It, it was like a, a, a one-sided sparring match in a lot of ways. I will say Charlo tough, though, mm-hmm. um, because I didn't expect him to go the distance. I expected like an eighth, ninth round stoppage. He did go down in the seventh round. But, yeah, I mean, Canelo Alvarez is Canelo Alvarez. Did that fight really go any other way than we thought it would? No. I didn't. Well, also, Bud said that he is no longer looking at Charlo as... As uh, an opponent, right? That's what he says now, but we'll see in the future. All right, now, quick sports football fans. I The Jaguars beat the Falcons, Rams beat the Colts, Ravens beat the Browns, the Vikings beat the Panthers, Titans beat the Bengals, Buccaneers beat the Saints, the Bills beat the Dolphins, Broncos beat the Bears, the Eagles beat the Commanders, uh, the Texans beat the Steelers, Chargers beat the Raiders, 49ers beat the Cardinals, the Cowboys beat the Patriots, and Taylor Swift beat the Jets 23 Man, you got to stop, stop disrespecting the Super Bowl champions like that, okay? Those guys practice hard all year, all, all, all offseason long. They're the defending Super Bowl champions. Don't do them like that, okay? Don't do, don't do Patrick Mahomes and those guys like that. 
to beat this, this Taylor Swift. Come on, yeah, stop but it. the biggest, the biggest thing over the weekend was Taylor Swift going to the game. I don't believe that. And Taylor Swift won. I believe if you don't know anything about football, that was the biggest thing to you. Congratulations, that was not to the biggest Swift. thing of the weekend of that game. I mean, it wasn't the biggest thing this weekend. It's going to be this game tonight. The Giants take on the Seahawks at eight fifteen p.m. So salute to the Giants and they're playing at home. So let's go, Giants! Big blue. All right, now uh, Donald Trump. Let's jump right into it, Tiz. What's happening with Donald Trump? Let's jump right into it. The civil fraud case uh, that was brought in September 2022 against Trump and his elder sons and companies will begin today, Monday at 10 a.m. Last week, the judge overseeing the case dealt Trump a major blow in ruling that the former president is liable for fraud and that he overvalued his properties on his financial statements for a decade. Now, the ruling came in response to the lawsuit by James, who is seeking $250 million, a ban on Trump from serving as officers of a of his businesses in New York and a ban on company uh, engaging in business transactions for five years and today they will determine what those uh, damages will be some folks said that uh, he was not going to be in court today but now sources say that he will so kind of typical Donald Trump you know they go back and forth is he coming or not coming you know he likes to build up all of the the conversation around it but they said the Secret Service has been preparing so he's more than likely to appear I don't think uh, he'll have a chance to say anything but uh, we will see I'm shocked that this is in the Secret Service's job description. What you mean? Like having to attend court cases and all kind of stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean, even when well, you're they, president, they, when they you gotta follow office, the, they still got to yeah. guard you, protect you. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. For life, you get lifetime uh, secret service. That's right. I mean, if he goes to the game, they got to go to the game. It don't matter. It don't I matter thought they it. cut out the lifetime. I thought it was not lifetime no more. No, it's still lifetime. No, nah, it's it? President, yes. Oh, I thought it was cut yeah. off after a certain time. Now. I, I didn't think it was lifetime no more. Mm-mm. No. Now, let's also talk about Meta. Yeah, so literally, I guess, uh, looking at uh, your phone, you know, we constantly look at our phone. Now, This will, we will literally be looking at our phone. I don't know if you've heard about these uh, Facebook streaming glasses. You should be excited about this, uh, Charlemagne. Uh, AI, <laughs> AI products. Mark Zuckerberg is rolling out AI products for consumers. It's including bots uh, that create photorealistic images and smart glasses that answer questions as well as updated virtual reality headset. Uh, the glasses will allow you to go live, so you I normally have to turn your camera around to show, you know, show people what you're looking at. These glasses will be able to show in real time, you know, you going live, scan images and give you information about what you're looking at. So if I, if the glasses are looking at, you know, a, a particular product, now the glasses will pull up information about it, um, you know, research about it, I guess, pricing. Uh, they said it includes a chat box called Meta AI that will generate both text responses and photorealistic images. The glasses will start shipping on October 17th and priced at $2.99. So you want you want to get those glasses or, or what? Uh, I, I feel like that's another distraction. I don't know if I want, I don't know if I personally want that. Maybe if my actual assistant had them, I wouldn't be upset. But I don't know if I want. Oh, okay, so this AI, this is not an AI that kind of bothers you. Direction mm-hmm. they're going into. Well, because just the constant information is. Yeah, I, I guess say, I don't want them. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't want them. But you know, if my, if my assistant. Or somebody wanted to use them and it provided them more information. I, I'm I'm not mad at that. I don't personally want it though. It's another distraction for me. Mm-hmm. What about you, Envy? Nah, I'll pass on them. I think yeah. I'll pass on them. I think that's part of the problem. I think a lot of people are not living in real life and they're, they're living through their their phones and devices and they're, they're missing out on the things that we should be focusing on. Like mm-hmm. I said, when over the weekend when I was at uh, Alabama A and M and just watching the game and watching the students and watching everything that's going on and to see everybody on their phone, it's like just enjoy this. Like you know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. enjoy this moment, this this peaceful, fun moment. But I think a lot a lot of people need to put the devices down and just enjoy real life. I totally yes. totally agree. 
same thing if you go to a restaurant I'll, i look around and see how many people especially couples you know are, are on the phone and not in in actually engaged in the conversation so we'll see and, and, and to go back to about the uh, Trump Secret Service thing, yes, yes, Trump, you can thank Obama for your lifetime Secret Service because Obama restored that uh, in 2013. Mm. I, mean, I, I did remember when they had got rid of it, but yeah, he restored it in 2013. They should. Mm. The president should have it until they die. There's, yes. there's no reason why they shouldn't. All right. Mm -hmm. And that is front page news. Thank you, Tez. Thank you. And make sure you subscribe to Tesla Figaro's podcast, the Straight Shot No Chaser podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network. And follow at Tesla Figaro on all social media platforms. All right. Well, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Now, Terrell Owens. I was having a conversation of why he doesn't date black women. When I started dating white girls, my first experience with white girls is when I went to college. I tried to date some black girls when I was in college. They did not like me. I was skinny. I was strong. I was teased from high school, even college. I got teased for being dark skinned. So there was a lot of self-esteem issues. Right, right, right. So when I got my opportunity, when my, my first experience with a white girl, I'm like, okay, it wasn't bad. But that wasn't totally gravitated to, to white girls after that. Right. For me, when I grew when I grew up, I tried. I was in, I lived in a black neighborhood. So at the end of the day, I attempted to date black girls. When I was younger, but for me now where I am, it's not even about color. It's not even about race. Mm -hmm. For me, it's about somebody that I have some chemistry with, mm -hmm. good energy, and, a, and I get a good vibe with. That's, that's where I am. All right, so let's open up the phone lines, 800-585-1051. Listen, man, that's Terrell Owens' experience. You know, I can't tell that man he's wrong about his experience, but mm -hmm. I would like to know uh, what black women out there feel about his experience. Correct. You know, I would like to hear what they got to say about what he just said. Okay. Well, let's discuss. Call us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, we were talking about some statements Terrell Owens, former NFL player, made. And this is what he said. When I started dating white girls, my first experience with white girls is when I went to college. I tried to date some black Black girls, when I was in college, they did not like me. I was skinny. I was strong. I was teased from high school, even college. I got teased for being dark skinned. So there was a lot of self-esteem issues. Right, right, right. So when I got my opportunity, when my, my first experience with a white girl, I'm like, okay, it wasn't bad. But that wasn't totally gravitated to, to white girls after that. Right. For me, when I grew when I grew up, I tried. I, was in, I lived in a black neighborhood. So at the end of the day, I attempted to date black girls when I was younger, but for me now where I am, it's not even about color. It's not even about race. For me, it's about somebody that I have some chemistry with, good energy, and, a, and I get a good vibe with. That's, that's where I am. So we're asking 800-585-1051, what are your thoughts? First of all, my first thought is why is that a topic? Like, what's the context? Did someone ask Terrell Owens? Yo, why you don't date black women? Like, did somebody just say randomly ask him that in the interview? Well, he was doing uh, an interview with, um, matter of fact, Ocho Cinco, right? Yeah, he was doing an interview with Ocho Cinco, and I don't know how it came up, but it's just one of that one clip that was trending the whole weekend. I mean, I, I really don't have an opinion on it. I mean, that's his experience. I can't tell that man he's wrong about his experience because it is our personal experiences that shape our thoughts and our beliefs. So that's his experience. Uh, I just want to know what black women think about that. And I wonder if more men have had that same experience. Well, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Good morning. 
Hey, this is Yolanka. Hey, Yolanka. Good morning. What's your thoughts? My thoughts is I understand. I am a very, very, very dark-skinned woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've experienced the same. So why would you continue to go? I'm like, I have no problem dating black men, but I understand because when someone tears you down on a regular basis, why would you continue to go for them? I've never had anybody other than black people tear me down for my color. Who are you currently dating now? Nobody. Oh, okay. <laughs> So you understand, you're saying you're understanding what Terrell Owens is saying because, you know, you feel like sometimes black men tear you down. Yes. I've only had black people talk about my uh, complexion. Mm. All right. Well, thank I, you. That's your, that's your experience. I understand it. All right. Have a great day. Mm-hmm. You too. Wow. Raj. Yo, what's going on, man? What's going on, brother? What's your thoughts what Terrell Owens said? Yeah, I totally agree with the brother because for my example, right, this week, I work in, I was working in Queens, and I'm a truck driver. And so I'm trying to make eye contact with my sisters, and all I'm getting is these these snarls, these mean looks, like, how dare you know? This is bad. So that's why I've been dating Spanish chicks all my life. It's a whole different vibe with them, and I can feel more comfortable dealing with them, man. I mean, I'm not saying it's for everybody, but, you know, Take a couple of trips to DR and you'll find out what I'm talking about. Jesus. And once again, these are all these people's experiences. Your experiences shape who you are. Ladera. You know, clearly hasn't been my experience. Yes. Ladera, good morning. What's your How thought, you Ladera? My thought is, I mean, I'm a woman of color, first and foremost. A lot of these guys are tired of the attitude. They're tired of it. They're tired of a lot of women that's the same color as me, walking around, acting like everybody owes them something. Sometimes people find solace and other races and that's okay I'm not upset about it if that's what makes them happy that's what makes them happy the only thing I don't like about what you just said is you act like all races of people don't have attitudes like no, all races of people saying, don't have attitudes I feel like no I get what you're saying Charlemagne I get that but what I'm saying is mostly it's us that's, that's not all true always that's, why do we say it's not mostly it's us like why do we say that like, how, did you, so what's the t- that's what my study, experience yeah what study have you done to be able to say mostly it's us with the attitudes I haven't. You're right. Okay. Thank you, Mama. You know the the, the sad. All right. Th- have a good day, guys. All right. The the sad thing about it is is you know, um, I'm black. Charlemagne jokes all the time says I'm Dominican. I'm I'm black. Like you're Dominican. I'm 100 percent black. But I don't know about the 100. percent Now you just you just, you, you just, just see my you see my mom and daddy before. That I'm don't 100% mean you're 100 black. black. I'm 97.3 percent West African, and I ain't 100 percent black. Well, you know so I, I know mean. you ain't 100. percent Well, you know what I mean. West African, you're black, bro. But um, when it comes to dating, you know, I just remember, you know, my wife, I met her in high school. I, you know, I didn't really care. It was somebody that I connected with. You know what I mean? But was I looking for a white woman? No, I was looking for somebody that kind of looked like me, reminded me of my mother, kind of reminded me of my grandmother. That's what I was looking for. And that's what I found in Gia, who's, you know, Jamaican, Asian and Spanish. You know, well, I've been with the mother. I've been with my wife uh, for 25 years. Okay, I've been with my wife for 25 years. I've always wanted a black woman. Yeah, I've been mine 30. <laughs> like, 30 you know years. what I'm saying? I never could see myself marrying anything other than a black woman. You mm-hmm. know, uh, because my, my my mother and father clearly are black. Mm-hmm. And my aunts and uncles, my, my uncles were married to black women. Mm-hmm. Like, I, all, I always wanted a black woman. That's all you've seen. It's, 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 it's not even about all I've seen. That's all I wanted. Right. That's nice. Not all I saw. Cause that's know, all I saw. It's not like, it's not like, you know, my, my, even later on in life, my sexual experiences clearly were with women of all different races. Mm-hmm. But my point is, I always wanted to be married to a black woman. 800-585-1051. Terrell Owen said this. 
when I started dating white girls, my first experience with white girls is when I went to college. I tried to date some black girls when I was in college. They did not like me. I was skinny. I was strong. I was teased from high school, even college. I got teased for being dark skinned. So there was a lot of self-esteem issues. Right, right, right. So when I got my opportunity, when my, my first experience with a white girl, I was like, okay, it wasn't bad. But that wasn't totally gravitated to, to white girls after that. Right. For me, when I grew when I grew up, I tried, I was in, I lived in a black neighborhood. So at the end of the day, I attempted to date black girls when I was younger. But for me now where I am, it's not even about color. It's not even about race. Mm -hmm. For me, it's about somebody that I have some chemistry with, mm -hmm. good energy, and, a, and I get a good vibe with. That's, that's where I am. Let's discuss. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Let's talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, we're talking about Terrell Owens. He was recently on a live with Ocho Cinco, and they started discussing about him dating white women, and this is what he said. When I started dating white girls, my first experience with white girls is when I went to college. I tried to date some black girls when I was in college. They did not like me. I was skinny. I was strong. I was teased from high school, even college. I got teased for being dark skinned. So there was a lot of self-esteem issues. Right, right, right. So when I got my opportunity, when my, my first experience with a white girl, I was like, okay, it wasn't bad. But that wasn't totally gravitated to, to white girls after that. Right. For me, when I grew when I grew up, I tried. I was in, I lived in a black neighborhood. So at the end of the day, I attempted to date black girls when I was younger. But for me now, where I am. It's not even about color. It's not even about race. Mm -hmm. For me, it's about somebody that I have some chemistry with, mm -hmm. good energy, and, a, and I get a good vibe with. That's that's where I am. I wonder why, though. I got to go back and watch that whole conversation. I wonder how they even got on that subject. I don't know. Hello, who's this? It's Mika. How are you? Hey, Mika. Good morning. What's your thoughts? I'm going to take on the Terrell Owens situation. I, I call DS. Like, I, I, I do not believe that because you were... Bullied in college or teased in college, not bullied. You were teased in college. Um, that forever changed your preference on who you date. There's nothing wrong with his preference. I just feel like there's always a take on, oh, white women are easier um, to deal with. Black women are this and that and a third. And I don't I don't agree with it. Um, I think people fail to realize that white women has had this space created where they can be more feminine and they can be easier to deal with, quote unquote, easier to deal with. Black women, on the other hand, we never had that space created. So we had to be more masculine with the things that we do. Of course, that's going to make us appear to be a strong black woman. Now, if you can't handle a strong black, black woman, that's fine. But don't make it seem as if they tease me in college so I don't like them forever. But, but that's, I would yes. say that's his that that's what he dealt with. If if he tried to, to holler or date black women and, and black women always turned him down and, and he gave him insecurity. I, you know, you, you got to understand what his experiences are. That's not my experiences, because, but because you will, you will go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated, right? I agree. I definitely agree with that, Charlene. Um, But before we got on the line, I was speaking with someone else, and they were just saying, um, "What do you think about the take as if you know him saying white women are easier, or um, they make him feel welcome at the energy and the vibe? That's great, 
go where you love. Right. But mm-hmm. you don't have to knock black women down in the process. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Now that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing. I agree with that. Like, you but, know, you but go, is it, is go, it, go, is it huh? knocking anybody down when he's telling his truth of how he felt when he's asked? I don't think he's knocking it, but I think when we do these broad generalizations, like the woman who called in earlier and said it's usually us walking around with the attitude, like, where you getting that from? Right. <laughs> like, I agree. Like, like, who's making you believe that? I agree. Hello, who's this? Hey, Tyler, what's up? Hey, good morning, Tyler. Talk to us. Good morning. So, my thing with Terrell Owens is, I get it that, you know, he was stunned when he was younger by the black girls. I'm a black woman, by by the way. Um, But that doesn't change who you're attracted to. Now, when he says that he is all about the vibe and who he vibes with, am I to believe that coincidentally he only vibes with white women, non-black women? I think that's a little suspect. And, and then besides that, like uh, him with these girls. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests. But with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. From BBC Radio 4, 
Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. I think that he doesn't realize when he got money is when he started dating his white women. Right? I doubt he was dating his white woman back when he was scrawny and in high school when the black girls didn't want him either. So I, thought I think he did, I thought he, he said that though. I what? thought he said he, that's when it started, high school, right? Did I hear wrong? I thought he said college, that's but I wasn't sure. Started with the black women. That's when it started with him not getting black girls, when the black girls were stunning him. But he didn't say that he started dating white girls in, in high school. I doubt that he was dating all these white girls when he didn't have any money and he didn't have a ball in his hand. But, you know, I, I could be wrong. You know, I've been wrong one or two times in the past. <laughs> one or two times. I do, have another, I, do, I do have another comment about the lotto thing. Yes, man. Two, you know, I, 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 two things. Number one, I get the Hapaka book a wallet was stolen, but she, the girl said it was a card wallet, even if she was the one who did the stealing. She said it was a card wallet, so that means you can put a stop on your cards when you get out the joint, right? Or your your sister can. But to pick up the dollars, if I didn't steal your wallet, I still deserve those those ones. Well, no? maybe Lotto felt like, like one I of those dancers. Maybe she felt like one of those dancers stole the wallet. Like, could you imagine? And I don't know if it was a card wallet or a little wallet. Imagine you go into a strip club and you showing love to these dancers and you're throwing thousands and thousands of dollars and then you feel like one of them stole your wallet. You're going to be like, F that, give me my money back, I'm out of here. You know what I mean? It's the principle. And I'm not saying that that's what happened because yeah. I don't know the full story, but I, I can see right. why she would be a little upset. You know, how can you dare punish all the dancers? You're right. If one dancer stole your wallet, that don't mean the other girl stole it. Like, I came there, boobs out, ready to go, you know, throw, throwing it around. And now I got to I gotta, uh, uh, suffer because, right. you know, Keisha over there took your wallet. That's going to stop the... Why the it got to be a Keisha? <laughs> Why couldn't it be well, a Jill? Okay, maybe it's a Jenna and Jill. <laughs> but I'm just saying... <laughs> T. Tyler used to be a dancer. I have one more thing. Huh? You used to be a dancer? No, I didn't used to be a dancer. Okay, all right. Just not, not, not that there's nothing wrong with dancers. I just make my money the old, the new fashion you way. You're going to the old fashioned way working. What's your last <laughs> thing, T. Tyler? She said the last thing was her last thing. T. Tyler is my name. But I do want my daughter, I, you know, I appreciate Lotto and all her efforts. My daughter is an entertainer too, a vocalist. And she's on tour right now. Can I give out her... um? IG? Yes, you can. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So her name is Officially Manaya on IG. O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L-L-Y-M-A-N-I-Y-A on IG. And she's on tour right now with a band called TV Girl. Okay. Well, salute to them. Come to your city. Come out and holler. Tell her that you heard her mama. Okay. All right? Thank you, T. Taylor. Have a great day. Tess. Hi. Hey, good morning. What's your thoughts? We're talking about uh, Terrell Owens. I personally think, you know, his story is sad. Unfortunately, he hasn't had a good experience with black women, right? But for us to judge him for it, it's not right. You know, it's his personal business. And hopefully he found healing. And hopefully, ultimately, he get him a black woman. 
Because black women are golden. Black women are definitely golden. Thank you, I mean, that, that's the reality of the situation. Our experiences shape who we are. So, you know, that's why I said you can't, you know, I can't, I can't knock that man for, you know, the experiences that he had that have shaped his opinions and his worldviews. You know, mm -hmm. I would just say that, you know, and I don't and I don't think he did that. I would just say we have to be mindful that when we do have certain opinions about things, we're not knocking a whole community of people by having our preferences. Right. You know? Right. So what's the moral of the story? Is that the moral? Yeah. Cause you know, I tend to do that sometime in my love of, of, of black women and wanting to see black men with black women. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I don't do it on purpose. People may think I'm against interracial relationships. Right. Which I'm not. I, I get it. I mean, but I like, just like seeing black men with black women. That don't mean I'm against. I'm anti anything else. Correct. I just like seeing a black man with a black woman having beautiful black babies. Right. I mean, I get it. It's all an experience. It's like, like I, I don't do black, black ball headed men because of you. You don't do black ball headed men. Nope. I don't. I don't know how this got here, <laughs> but you know, I'm. I'm really. I'm really. I'm not even joking. I'm just saying that. At I'm the just, top of the year, I'm just saying that. I came in here with this bill, and it was called the Don't Play Gay Bill. I'm just. I'm just and saying. For whatever reason, I thought it was signed, and I thought that legislation went into place. With black boy men keep, have been bad. You keep bringing it back to to this. I'm just telling you. And I want my bill uh, reinforced. I'm just telling you. I just had bad experiences with black boy men. I, I don't know. What I don't know what you're talking about. All right. When we come back, we got to talk. Hove. He's in Atlantic City uh, over the weekend. We'll tell you why he was raising money and he raised a lot of it we'll get to it next it's the breakfast club on bet happy monday man yes happy Lord monday morning everybody it's dj nv Charlemagne the guy we are the breakfast club i just want to salute alabama a&m i was over there uh this weekend i you know every year i go on an hbcu tour i try to hit uh, as many hbcus as possible and we document it and we put it on out on hbcugo.tv and that's just to show uh people students and kids that might not get an, a chance to experience hbcu what it's all about we get a chance to talk to the president we get tours of the campus so we talk to the band the football team and alabama a&m uh was a different situation because uh it was created by a slave who was actually sold on that campus before it was a school and when he was released he actually bought the land and created the institution so it's pretty pretty dope just to just to see the history and and talk to alumni and students and so salute 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 to alabama a&m they played tuskegee over the weekend for homecoming so i just want to say thank you for having me and we're gonna hit a bunch of different hbcus this year and i want to uh, salute to india uh Pulfus, i believe that's her name In india Pulfus. she is the first uh woman to uh be a kicker in nfl well, let me let me say this right. It wasn't NFL. It was an HBCU game where she actually scored a goal. She was the first female HBCU football player to score a field goal. No salute to that. So young I want to salute to her. And I, I want to salute uh, Mayor Roz J. Baraka, man. Shout and, to Roz Baraka. And everybody in the uh, beautiful city of Newark, New Jersey, one of my favorite cities. Uh, Saturday morning, I was at the Mayor's Men's Breakfast Meeting. Mm -hmm. I was a guest speaker for the seventh annual Mayor Men's Breakfast Meeting. That's an event that Roz J. Baraka does to bring together brothers so we can have some conversations professionally and personally. Right. And I was there um, speaking about why we should all invest in our mental wealth on Saturday morning. So salute to them. And this Saturday... My third annual Mental Wealth Expo is happening. Drop on the clues bombs for the third annual Mental Wealth Expo. It is a day of mental health and healing education, man. I bring together some of the best therapists and psychiatrists and mental health 
experts and mental health advocates in the country in honor of World Mental Health Day. So Dr. Alfie Breland Noble will be there, Dr. Uh, Rita Walker, uh, the good sister Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child and the Checking In Podcast. Carson Daly will be there, uh, Dr. J. Barnett, just to name a few. So for more information on that, go to mentalwealthexpo.com. And it's from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Marriott Marquis Times Square in New York City. And it is a free event. Free, 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 free. So if you're looking to get started on your healing journey, this is the place for you to be, man. All right. All right, when we come back, we got your rumor report. We got to tell you about Jay-Z, Meek Mill, and Michael Rubin. They had an event over the weekend. We'll tell you how much they raised and what the event was for. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk hove. Rumor has it. Rumor rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty patty. I'm gossiping. This is The Rumor Report. I mean, I guess we on The Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Right. Now, shout to Jay-Z, Michael Rubin, and Meek Mill. They had an event over the weekend in Atlantic City. It was in honor of Reform Alliance. Now, that's a nonprofit dedicated to parole, probation, and sentencing reform. Now, if you wanted to go, uh, they say tickets were $50,000 a ticket. And if you wanted to play in a tournament, it was actually $100,000 a ticket. Uh, about 200 people attended the James Bond theme. People like, uh, of course, Hove, uh, Meek, Fat Joe, Fabulous, Little Dirk, French Montana, Travis Scott, uh, Quavo, Kim Kardashian, Lala, Tom Brady, Jack Harlow, just to name a few. The auction was emceed by Kevin Hart and had a, a couple of guest speakers like our good friend Wallow. In order for this world to work, we got to come together. We got to help the people that just ain't got it. Some people is born into some serious situations. And because of their geographical location and the color of their skin, they're not going to get the fair shot. They're not going to get a fair shot when they walk in that. I'm telling everybody, I'm challenging everybody in this room. Help when nobody see you helping. That's what helping is about. Give more. I thank y'all for being here. I'm, I'm happy to be here, Kev. But y'all see me now, ain't no telling when y'all won't see me. That's the reality. And there's more people like me that can't be on these stages. It's more people like me that can't, that can't get the best boys. It's more people like me that don't know people like the people that's in this room. Drop on the clues, bombs for Wallow. Shout out to Wallow. They had the perfect person up there speaking uh, in regard to prison reform, uh, right. our good brother Wallow. And that's what people should be focusing on. How much money did they raise? $24 million. $24 million, man. Focus on that. You know, I know it's easy to get caught up in the celebrity and people who were there, but focus on the cause. They raised $24 million to continue to do the work they've been doing in regards to prison reform. That's what we should be challenging folks on. What are you doing? If what you have only benefits you, it's not big enough. Mm-hmm. And clearly reform is, uh, is, is is benefiting a whole lot of people. So That's drop right. on the clues bonds for reform again. Now, shout out to Nori, of course, Drink Champs, DJ EFN. Now, uh, they had Irv Gotti up there, uh, I think about, about a month ago. Uh, and this is what Irv Gotti said when he was talking about Rockefeller. And, well, the, the f- famous rumor is that Dame Dash is removed from that book. Probably. I don't, I don't, think, I don't think Jay likes Dame. <laughs> Damn, you can put some salt on it. But did you ever think that in the beginning, when you seen their, 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 their chemistry, I'm talking about the, the three, you know what I mean? Because, you know, Biggs got, you know, with drink champs as well. Um, but Biggs, Dame, and Jay, like, I never thought that, 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 that this would happen. Did you, did you see this day coming? Remember what I said? Mm-hmm. Jay didn't need nobody. Right. He started Rockefeller with Jay and things so he should get credited. I'm saying the making of the records. No, Jay didn't need nobody. Me. Jay was picking the beats. You know Jay was rapping over the beats. He gave Jay was making things. Right. It was all hove. Right. They was along for the ride. 
Great ride. It's a great ride. Now, Dame Dash uh, heard that and responded. He said he's a little worried about Irv Gotti's mental. You know, there, there was a recent interview uh, that Irv had done. Yeah. Where he had addressed some things, you know, didn't have the best, didn't, didn't put you in the best light. The thing that disturbed me the most about that was like page six was calling me and like different outlets were calling me to get a comment on it. And it was just, to me, it was like, this is that program. If like a black man says something about another black man, that's going to be press. When he said it, that was like the next day. Cause I had seen it on like, you know, social media. Yeah. Again, I was like, when, when page six called, page six actually called me about this dumb <laughs> So I'm like, this is just a part of that program and that algorithm. You know, Irv is my brother. So sometimes I worry about his mental health. You know, the issue is sometimes, man, even if you personally don't see eye to eye with a person or you and a person might be having an issue at the moment, mm -hmm. don't try to erase what that person History. has done. Yeah, you know I mean, don't try to erase that person's accomplishments. Rockefeller is Jay Z, Dame Dash, and Big Alpha. That is Rockefeller, and yes, Jay Z picked the beast, Jay Z rap, but that company is all of them. You know, I mean, they you know, all you, put you, their part into that company to make Rockefeller you know great. You know who said that? What? Jay Z. Oh. <laughs> like, like during, go back to his Rock and Roll Hall of Fame speech. Yeah. He, he shouted out Dame. He said, "I know we don't see eye to eye, but I can never erase your accomplishments." That's right. That was his exact words. Mm -hmm. And he says he appreciates Dame and he thanks him for that. So you can't come on, man. We we all know what Dame Dash has done. Yep. Come on, stop. And lastly, could you imagine spending two hundred thousand dollars a month on your kids? Well, that's what Country Wayne has to do when he was talking to Sherry Shepard. Listen to him break it down. Got your Netflix special. Like, have you splurged on anything? Yeah, I, I splurged more than child support. Child support, the biggest. <laughs> that, that called splurging because that's every month. Okay, you splurge on child support. How much is your child support? Oh my goodness! Can I ask you that? Yeah, my child support. I, my family, my just my family, cost me uh, about two hundred a month. Two hundred dollars. Two hundred thousand. Two hundred thousand. It don't have to cost me that much. It just child support come with baby mama support. Everybody come behind the children with their hands out. Yeah. So I, oh my goodness, I splurged on some, I splurged some things, cars and all that. I just got a million dollars worth of cars, but it ain't nothing like that child support with people with feet walk up on you. <laughs> Country Wayne got ten kids though. Keep that in mind. He has ten kids. Yeah. He has five different moms, five different baby moms. So two hundred thousand dollars is a lot of money still though. Jesus Christ! Not really for ten kids, five baby mamas. That sound that sound about right to me, bro. The hell is you talking about, bro? Ten kids, two hundred thousand dollars. Are you bugging? Yes. What are you talking about? That's twenty thousand a kid a month. Because he's talking about all. I don't know what his actual child support is, but he's talking about all the things he probably got to pay for, like school, daycare, and clothes, and who knows what else. Like he's, he's taking care of all of that. That's two. Everything we take care of with our children, he's taking care of with all his kids and the mothers of his children. But that's two point four million before he even. Buys himself something to eat before he buys a, a Big Mac. What I got to do with anything? Jesus Christ! All right, well we got to keep supporting Country Wayne. Shout the Country Wayne, man. Jesus, that's a lot of money. Hey, it definitely is, but he got ten kids. That's right. All right, well that is your rumor report, Charlemagne. Who are you giving that down to? Man, I need a young woman named Mary Markhart to come to the front of the building. Uh, we'd like to have a word with her this morning. Um, it'll bring you back to your childhood. You know? Okay. Remember when we was young? Mm -hmm. Your parents would just discipline you with anything. <laughs> Whatever they could get their hands on. Yes. They was going to use on you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She did that to one of her kids. We'll talk about it. All right. We'll get to that next. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Make sure you tell them to watch out for Florida, man. Florida, man. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Yes, you are a donkey. A Florida man attacked an ATM for a very strange reason. It gave him too much money. Florida man is arrested after deputies say he rigged the door to his home in an attempt to electrocute his pregnant wife. Police arrested an Orlando man for attacking a flamingo. The Breakfast Club, bitches. Donkey of the day. With Charlemagne the God. I don't know why y'all keep letting him get y'all like this. Well, Donkey of the day for Monday, October 2nd goes to a 30-year-old Florida woman named Mary Marquardt. What does your Uncle Charlotte always tell you about the great state of Florida? The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Now, Mary is facing a domestic battery charge after allegedly striking her daughter with a frozen chicken. Hmm? I can't make this kind of stuff up. Let's go to Today Plus News for the report, please. A 30-year-old woman has been arrested after allegedly attacking her daughter with a frozen chicken. Mary Marquardt hailing from St. Petersburg, Florida, is facing charges of domestic battery for reportedly striking her daughter with the chilled poultry item. According to an arrest affidavit, the victim stated that Marquardt threw a frozen chicken at her, hitting her right leg. Marquardt's sister also witnessed the incident and confirmed that the defendant had thrown the bird, resulting in the victim being struck by the frozen chicken. The motive behind this unusual attack remains undisclosed in the affidavit. As a result of the incident, Marquardt was arrested and charged with a misdemeanor count of domestic battery. She was able to post a $150 cash bond and was released from the county jail after approximately 20 hours in custody. Marquardt, who has pleaded not guilty, has been ordered by a judge to have no contact with her daughter. Now... We debated this here in the Breakfast Club Black Mothership Newsroom, and the president of the Fat Lives Matter Committee, surprisingly, wasn't as upset about this as I thought he would be. He literally asked me, why is the woman getting donkey of the day? I said, because A, she assaulted her child, and B, because she wasted poultry. He said, no, she didn't wait, po waste poultry. That Tyson, our Purdue, was frozen. You can still cook that. Touche. Touche. Mm. Then he also said he didn't. She didn't assault her her child. That was just discipline. Now I understand why he said that because culturally, growing up, when I was disciplined as a, as a black person, whatever my parents could get their hands on to whip me with, they was gonna use. Okay, I've gotten beaten with an assortment of weapons. Remember those big wooden spoons some folks would have up in their house as decorations? My mom had those in the kitchen of the single wide trailer we grew up in. I done got hit with that. I done got beat with an extension cord and made to go take a bath. I done been hit with boxes of King Vitamin cereal. See, that's why so many kids quick to talk back now because they don't look around and see what could be a threat. All right. When I was young, I looked around and assessed the situation. What is in this room that I could get hit with? And if there was nothing to be hit with in the room we was in, if parents didn't feel like being creative, oh, in the country, you had to go outside and pick the weapon they was going to use. Yes. Go pick your own switch. So I understand why the president of the Fat Lives Matter Committee believes that this was just discipline. But it wasn't. This is good old-fashioned assault, and furthermore, at some point, we have to start recognizing the low emotional IQ of some adults. This is just an emotionally unstable person who is fed up with life and projecting on her child, projecting that pain by turning, fro by turning frozen poultry into a projectile. Now, they didn't disclose the age of the child, so she must be a minor, but the victim did state to police that Mary threw the frozen chicken at her and it struck her on the right leg. Hmm. I don't, uh... Mm. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future. 
building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbroke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. I don't want to minimize mm-hmm. this child's pain mm-hmm. or what they went through, but that child wouldn't have survived in the 1900s. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. My daddy beat me with an extension cord and made me go take a bath afterwards. Okay, I had friends who got beat with the engine belt of a Honda before. All right, we had to pick our own switches, and it was uh, 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 ass cutting by committee. 
back then. Everybody reserved the right to whip your ass if you wasn't acting right. Okay, and back then, folks could have conversations. It wasn't like they were just jumping to conclusions when other people, you know, told your parents they had to beat you. They told your parents what you did and depending on what you did, you might end up getting two beatings that day because your parents might deliver the entree after the appetizer someone just gave you. Okay, we used to get paddled in school by principals and then disciplined by the village if need be. And once again, there was nothing worse than having to pick your own switch. Do you know what that does psychologically to a kid? They have to go pick the weapon that's going to be used against you. huh? Because you know if you bring something too small back that doesn't look like it will hurt, your parents going to make you either go pick another one or they just going to go and pick one themselves. So you really had to pick the right switch to beat your own ass. Who thought of this? <laughs> we need to figure out who is the first person to make a child go pick their own switch because that was cruel and unusual punishment. And if this young kid can press charges against her mom because she got frozen chicken thrown at her, then what can we do? I feel like those of us born in the 1900s, born and raised in the 1900s, should be entitled to some form of compensation, okay? I feel remorse for whatever this child is going through, but the inner child in me is like, damn, that's all? That's it? Okay, I get triggered when I see extension cords now, okay? All right, I can go home right now to Mons Corner, South Carolina and see that same tree I used to have to pick switches from and immediately can feel that switch on my ass. I have core memories about those beatings, but this young child, this young child not about to stop eating chicken. This young child not about to go vegan. This child not about to feel away when Project Pat Chickenhead or Cardi B Bickenhead comes on. I'm not trivializing this child's pain at all. I'm just simply saying we went through worse and we didn't get our parents arrested. And we probably didn't because, bruh, do you know what kind of whipping I would have gotten for calling the police on any of the adults that raised me? Huh? Mm -mm. <laughs> Are you serious? Anyway, please give Mary Marquette the biggest hee-haw. Uh -huh. uh -huh. mm. Is it just discipline, though? I feel sorry for you, bro. Don't feel sorry for me. I do. I'm fine. Switches? Well, you grew up in the city, so you never had to pick a switch. You probably got rats thrown at you. Shut up, man. <laughs> Shut up, man. Rats and bagels. Timberlands and, and, and Air Force Ones? No, your, man. Your daddy was wearing Timberlands? No, man. Oh. Jesus Christ. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Mm -hmm. Now, let's open up the phone line. Peace, BT, by the way. BT, we'll see you tomorrow. Yes, indeed. Everybody else, 800-585-1051. What is uh, the most unexpected thing? The unexpected thing your that you got you with. hit with as a child. Because you don't parents. realize it until you get older. When you get older, you realize like, damn, they really threw a whole TV at me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, it's different when you get older. When you're young, you just kind of, you kind of expect anything to be used against you. But as you got older, you was like, damn, how did mama pick up the whole dresser and just toss it at me? A whole dresser? I'm about to call 911 for you right now. That didn't happen. I'm oh, just saying. All right. Well, let's talk about it. 800-585-1051. Let's discuss. Jesus. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Daddy, call him my phone. Call him my phone. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, we're asking, uh, what's a, a, a object, an unexpected object that you got hit with as a child from your parents? Not saying it's right. We're just asking some questions because Charlemagne gave Donkey the data. Who's Charlemagne? Uh, the woman's name is Mary Mark Markhart. She's from Florida. Uh, she hit her child with a frozen chicken and she got arrested. Now, all I'm simply saying is, if this woman got arrested for throwing a frozen chicken at her child... What are those of us born in the 1900s and raised in the 1900s? What type of compensation are we entitled to with all the things that we got hit with? Okay. Well, what's the what's the unexpected object you got hit with? 
Unexpected. Uh, I mean, for me, the worst one was definitely the extension cord. When I got beat with the extension cord, and then my dad made me go take a bath afterwards. That's just that's just torture. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that is torture. That's just torture. See, the, the, the crazy thing with me is my dad never hit me as a child. Never got never got hit by my pops. Explains a lot. Shut up. He should have. My mom uh, just used to yoke me up. Like, just grab me by the collar and yoke me up. Uh-huh. Uh, and my grandmother, my grandmother hit me with Astra. There was a you hand. You didn't get no beatings when you was a child. Nah, not like and that. And you was the only child? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That explains everything. What, now what I know it? exactly why DJ Envy acts the way he acts. Why? Why? You are, I, I knew you was the only child, but you ain't never got no beating. Not like that. You no. don't understand consequences and repercussions. Mm-mm. That's, I, you know what? I'm going to beat your ass. Let me, I got a belt on right now. I'm going to beat your ass just because. Everybody out there, now we know why DJ Envy is the way that he is. It's not just because he's light-skinned. It's because he never got a beating growing up as a child. Okay? Somebody should have boxed your mouth. Somebody, All right? Somebody should have boxed my mouth. <laughs> okay. Willie! Yes, sir. Hey, what's up, Willie? What's going on? What's going on? What's the unexpected object you got hit with, Willie? Hey, man. The unexpected object I got hit by one time. Because I had jumped on my sister and my mom no Play boys and put their hands on girls. My mom went and got a boxer to handle. Damn! <laughs> and, and, and the damage that I did to my sister, she done to me. But here's the thing: back in those days, because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm an older cat now. Back in those days, no matter what they whoop you with, they do how they whoop you where they wouldn't kill you or put you in the hospital or whatnot. But you got hit with whatever they came up with. Whatever they could come up with. And they never hit you in the head. They always knew not to hit you in, like, the head. But, boy, that body was going to get damaged. Dante. Hey, what's going on, Envy? What's up, brother? What's the unexpected object you got hit with, Dante? Well, see, I can relate to Charlemagne. I'm from I'm from the upstate of South Carolina. Green good Spartanburg. 864. Um, <laughs> 864, the most unexpected thing I got hit with was Christmas tree lights, man. <laughs> Christmas tree lights. <laughs> Christmas tree lights, bro. She beat she beat it with you like she she wrapped it up like a belt and hit you with it. It was the closest thing. You know how like I can relate to the extension cords going to pick your own switches. That was Man. the only thing that was around. Jesus Christ. Damn. Taisha. Good morning, breakfast club. Good morning. What's the unexpected object you got hit with, Taisha? Listen, it wasn't me, right? There's seven of us in my family. My brother, he was beatboxing in my mother's ear while she was cooking some chitlins. <laughs> they were semi-frozen. And my mother, she just, she was trying to hold back, but she ended up smacking them a couple of times with the chitlins. And you know, the rest of us were cracking up because, you know, we have a very big family. But yup, he got, he got it with the chitlins, y'all. He got hit with some frozen chitlins. Frozen chitlins. Dang. And we was cracking up to this day. He can't live it down. We're in our 40s. Jesus. Did it hurt? I'm sure. Yeah, it hurt. <laughs> but it was funny. I-, I hated to laugh, but it was funny. I'm sorry, because he was really going in on my mother's ear. And then and then you had to eat them chitlins. Listen, I don't eat chitlins, but some of my brothers and sisters do. But they ate them with joy because he was a troublemaker. Mm-mm-mm. Thank you, Tasha. 800-585-1051. We're talking, what is, what is an unexpected object you got hit with as a child? Let's discuss. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with the Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, Charlemagne gave Donkey of the Day to who? This woman named Mary Mc... 
Mark Markart. Okay. Yeah, she threw uh, a frozen chicken at one of her kids as a form of discipline, and she got arrested for it. And we're asking 800-585-1051. What's the unexpected object you got hit with? All right. Uh, let's go to Melissa. Melissa, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. What's the unexpected object you got hit with? Man, my mama hit me with a, a clock. Ripped it right out the wall and threw it at me. Damn. A clock. Did you wake yeah. your ass up? She told you to wake up. <laughs> no, I, I, it wasn't in the morning, man. I was walking away. Said something slick and she got me. Damn. You know what else? Um, yeah. uh, our cameraman Nick reminded me them backhands your mama used to give you. Didn't it seem like your mama was Mrs. Incredible? Like no matter where you were in the room, she no matter where you face. were in the store, if you talk back, that arm, that long ass arm, was reaching around and popping you. Mm-mm-mm. Drew, good morning. Hey, what up, though? What up, though? Detroit. <laughs> we're asking, what's the unexpected yes, object you got hit with as a kid? Uh, so, uh, well, first and foremost, good morning, DJ Envy and uh, Uncle Snacky. You already know. Uh, that's not Uncle Snacky. Hey. Come on. You're flirting now. Well, get it, hey, the streets call him Uncle Snacky, so I call him Uncle Snacky. But when that's I was right. a kid, uh, shout out to my dad, man. You know, I used to talk back and everything. And uh, he ended up grabbing a vacuum cleaner, actually. Uh, but my mom grabbed him. Like, no, don't do that. And he ended up whooping me with the actual vacuum cleaner attachment. You know, like the whole, Damn. like, get up under the couch and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Uh, it was well-deserved, probably. You know, I was my dad's little kid, but... You know, shout out to my pop. Okay, thank you, bro. Hello, who's this? This is Chris. Hey, Chris. Good morning. We're asking, what's the uh, unexpected object you got hit with as a child? Good morning. A, a tent pole. A tent pole? Well, you was camping. We were camping. Yep. So he took that. They took down the whole tent pole. <laughs> what did you say to get beat with a tent pole? You must have pissed your parents off. Oh, I pissed my dad off so bad. I, I was in this. It was that a spring. I was in the water for too long. He told me to get out. I stayed in there for an extra 20 minutes. Walked my happy ass back to the tent. About five minutes. Straight to the butt. Straight to the back. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then we got ice cream after. Then you got ice cream so, Hold on. He hit you with a tent pole in the butt and then bought you ice cream? What? That's what right, right afterwards. He, he felt bad. There's a lot of Lifetime movies that go that Yo, exact up, same man. way, bro. <laughs> shut up, man. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. Hello? Who's this? What's going on? This is Chris from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Chris up, from Chris? Florida. What's up, man? What's what's an unexpected object you got hit with as a kid? Man, listen, man. First and foremost, let me tell y'all good morning and blessings to y'all, man. Listen to y'all every day. Great Thank you, King. fan and whatnot. So I come from Jamaican background, right? Oh, boy. So we got this thing called a Dutch pot. Now, the cover for that thing is iron. You know what I'm saying? So one day, I don't remember what I was doing, but all I know, I wasn't listening and... My mom had told me like several times, stop doing what I'm doing. Next thing I remember, I seen this Dutch pot cover. I seen her wind up like Captain America, first and foremost. <laughs> and then this Dutch pot cover started flying from across the room. Yo, when I seen that thing coming to me, I ducked. You know what I'm saying? And that thing hit the wall, left the dent in that thing. I was like, yeah, that's it. I'm not playing with this woman no more. <laughs> I know exactly what a Dutch pot cover is, and you use the exact person that you should have used when you say Captain America, because I feel like Dutch pot covers are made out of vibranium, just like Captain America's shield was made out of vibranium. <laughs> thing, exactly. Brother. So, you know what I'm saying? And that wasn't even the worst one, but that was the one most memorable one. So, gotcha. I, yeah, I'll definitely say that. And I just want to tell all the parents out there, don't get any ideas, you will go to jail. This was the 1900s. Yeah, we. this is all stories from the 1900s. If you were born and raised in the 1900s, you got these kind of stories. But what I would tell parents, and this is the moral of the story, is uh, discipline of others isn't punishment. You discipline to help, to improve, 
and to correct and to prevent, okay? Not necessarily to punish, humiliate, or retaliate. Remember that, okay? All right. Well, we got rumors on the way. We got to tell you about Diddy. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Kanye West. Rumor has it. Rumor. Rumor. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure Black Twitter, a people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Call out a name, or you gossiping, or you chatty-patty. Right, I'm gossiping. 
This is the rumor report. I mean, I guess we on the Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Right. right. Now, Kanye West, uh, I guess there's a leaked documentary where uh, somebody is taping Kanye West, and he talks about a bunch of different artists, Nas, Pusha T, and Cardi B. Now, the documentary was reportedly filmed in 2018 following the release of Ye, as well as the albums he produced for Nas, Pusha T, and Tiana Taylor. Now, in one scene, Kanye is, uh, I guess he's doing a photo shoot, and he's talking to his former manager, and he talks about uh, him being upset at Nas. It's going to be a get me out this mother good music now and scooter ain't gonna be no i'm still putting my name on it i need to get rid of good music because i'm great and guess what good is the enemy of great i'm doing giving wanna love you to tiana what the i'm doing giving that daytona album to pusha what the i'm doing bro that was three dark fantasies that i gave away cop shot the kid nas rapping all goddamn offbeat on it don't even want to shoot a video they shoot the video don't even tell me these mother don't appreciate me. All these motherfuckers is trying to use me. I'm the greatest motherfucking artist living, and I can do everything. And I'm not being expanded, and my vision is not being expanded to what it is. I'm performing at other people's festivals and shit. I've been one of the festivals. Uh, I think one thing folks forget about celebrities is that when they're not performing, celebrities are regular people who have opinions just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing I didn't understand about that clip is uh, good music is Kanye West's label. It is. So when he asks, what is he doing giving these records to people, he's giving them to his artists because Tiana and Pusha T were his artists. Correct. And I guess he decided to executive produce that Nas project, right? Yeah, I think so. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you're being a CEO and an executive producer. You're pouring into other artists. I don't see what the problem with that is. I I don't. I I think (laughs) this might have been where where Kanye West was was going through a lot. Cause I, I I don't get it, and then he talks about Cardi B. That's why that's why that's why Cardi B is over there. Cardi B is a plant by the Illuminati. She don't write her raps. She just there to like sound as ignorant as possible, and just and then make songs like him and you get some money. You know, she just literally replaced you know Nicki Minaj purposely that they put her there, and now she doesn't know what to do, and she's just a fucking, she has no idea what the going on she thinks it's just a blessing from the universe ain't no blessing from the universe once again folks forget celebrities are just regular youtube commenters at the end of the day you know what i mean the only thing i don't like about that whole spiel because that's his opinion the only thing i don't like about that whole spiel is when he says at the end she's saying it's a blessing from the universe it's not a blessing from the universe why do we always act like somebody else's blessing is not a blessing why why is my blessings from god but this person's blessing from the illuminati or this person's blessing is from some you know evil unholy source i don't understand that why do we do that who are we to tell who are we to tell somebody their blessing didn't come from god no you're right <laughs> like, like i don't that's the only thing i disagree with you're right you know i don't, I don't other than that everything else is just his his opinion i don't have an opinion on you know all the other stuff he said but that in particular part it's like don't do that to people mm-hmm. my blessing is of god just like your blessing is of god and if they're not we'll we'll all find out in the long run that's right now there was a rumor that you were in illuminati you want to dispel those rumors i keep hearing that i think if i was in the illuminati my tv show would still be on the air that's facts i think <laughs> that's, facts. that's facts i thought because because when I, I had to go look it up right Illuminati? Well, yeah, I went to go look up what exactly are the perks of the Illuminati. And from what I read, mm-hmm. they said when you're in the Illuminati, whatever you want happens 
okay? And whatever you want, I guess, to work always constantly works. Right. I've had a lot of things don't work. Me too. You know? Yeah. So... I'm wait if if I am I'm waiting for the the perks to kick in. No perks haven't kicked in. Yeah, yet. I ain't get the perks and the benefits yet. Me neither. Now let's talk about Diddy. Doing now, great in life though. All mm-hmm. praises due to God. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Now let's talk about Diddy. Now Diddy was out in Miami and he got pulled over. He was on a go kart because the police said his music was too loud. Oh, we getting pulled over by the cops actually right now. Okay. All right. Thank you. Yeah, good. You hear the new album? Huh? You hear the new album? The love album. I want you to hear it. I want you to hear it. When you hear it, I want you to blast that as loud as you can. All right. Because you can do that. The love album. We, the love album. I'll blast that at home. Okay. Cool. All right. Thank you for your service. I need a. Oh, it's, it's Friday. <laughs> what did you think he was going to get? But I'm love. I'm love, y'all. But don't get love up. Don't get that up, baby. So they want with you for having them peanut butter seats. Y'all know what it is out here. It don't matter, you know what I'm saying? I'm a, oh, we always gonna be able to relate, baby. They gonna pull you over, no matter how much money I got. They gonna pull me over, I'm trying to just get to my man. And this is my city, he know damn well this is my city. You know what I'm the king of New York, LA, and Miami. Yeah, so Diddy was pulled over playing his love album on his go-kart. And lastly, uh, Brittany Renner, you know, uh, she was talking last week about uh, having a, a body count of 35, but she also talks about the time where she got a yeast infection after sleeping with three men in one day. There was a video that I did in my car where I was talking about how I had sex with, was it three men in a, a day? Yes. And then I ended up getting a yeast, yeast infection. Yeast infection, yes. I was, I came out pretty unscathed for just a yeast infection. But as I got older, I wanted one. But, but, did, you, but, did, but did you think Did that? I think about the ramifications yes. of telling people that I had sex with multiple men? Yes, I don't care. It's the truth. Okay. All right, I need. I be needing more context. What man. you mean? Right. I, I, I be having. I got. I, I, I be having to hear these conversations. Like she was talking to Shannon Sharp. Shay Shay, yeah. Why? 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 What? <laughs> like, like, why does that even come up? Like, what? What? What part of that? Why is that pertinent to the conversation they was having? I, it? What? What? What lesson is to be learned in that? Like, what is the reason? I. For that? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But that is your. Oh, rumor it's report. Monday, man. It's Monday, right. y'all. Some people had a great weekend. Some people didn't. Mm-hmm. All right. When we come back, we got the People's Choice Mix. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. I got a slew Alabama A&M again. Uh, of course, I'm on my HBCU tour. So I went there this weekend. They played Tuskegee. So I just want to shout to everybody I ran into. Uh, Alabama A&M, all the HBCU students, the students and alumni from Tuskegee. I got a chance to kick it with the band. Shout to the band out there. Shout to... Uh, who else did I meet? Uh, shout out to the president. Got a chance to chop it up with him. The football team. And just going on tour. Shout out to Mike Davis who took me to the uh, Step Show. Uh, so I just want to salute to all the students and alumni. I had a great time at uh, Alabama A&M this weekend. I'm at Alabama State. So uh, another HBCU. Like I said, each and every weekend I try to go to a different HBCU and shed light on the experiences and what I've seen. And you Charlemagne this weekend? Uh, this weekend, this Saturday, man, my third annual Mental Wealth Expo will be happening at the Marriott Marquis in Times Square from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. You know, this is a free event. Every year I do it, I do it free. I bring together a whole bunch of therapists and a whole bunch of psychiatrists and mental health advocates. And we have a uh, panel after panel after panel of just different mental health education, man. So anybody looking to get started on their healing journey, this is the event for you. Marriott Marquis in Times Square this Saturday, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. It is a free event. All you got to do is go to mentalwealthexpo.com for more information. 
All right. When we come back, we got the positive notice to Breakfast Club. Good morning. I just don't want it to end bad. Hey, hey, hey. 
Almost like it didn't happen to make you happy. You telling me you falling out of love with me. Hope you can find someone to love you better than I did. You telling me you falling out of love with me. Hope you can find someone to love you better than I did. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. All right, you guys have a great day. Charlemagne, you got a positive note? I do, man, because I feel like nowadays people don't give enough glory to God. You know, I really do hate all of these conversations folks be having about the Illuminati and everything else, man. And, you know, people acting like other people's blessings don't come from the higher power that is God. So I just want to tell everybody or remind everybody in this life, everyone is busy doing this and that. But sometimes we need to stop, step back and just give God a praise. That's all. Sometimes you just got to say, thank you, God. Gratitude should be your attitude, man. All praises due to God at all times. Okay. If you don't believe that's your business, I believe. All right, and I'm giving all praises due to God. Amen. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny, executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A people's history tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there... Time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hold up. 
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.